Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. So I thought this week we would talk about, well, you brought it up, actually. What are we talking about this week? I did. I stepped on your toes, so you didn't get to pick, but you're still going to start, so we're going to roll with that. So what we're going to talk about this week is defending your spouse when it comes to family and friends. Okay. Oh, boy. a lot of situations that that can Yeah, so we have some personal experience with this. Yes. Um, I... There was some conflict between my wife and some of my family members uh, early on in our relationship, and uh, it caused yeah it, it caused some turmoil um, where I had to more or less make the decision of was I going to choose my wife over my family, uh, and how was I going to navigate through that? And it was it was a tough pill to swallow. Um, we went through how we it was only a couple of years ago that we finally got over the precipice of that and. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's hard. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people have interacted with, uh, you know, family or friends versus family or spouses versus friends. Um, and, and realistically, it shouldn't be a, a linear decision. I feel like it shouldn't be always your spouse over your friends and it shouldn't be always your spouse over your family. It It needs to be super situationally dependent, right? Because if your friends aren't necessarily like... Let's say, uh, you know, uh, your brother, for example, right? Right. If he was just genuinely a douchebag of a person and was, like, not good to be around and was, like, a bad influence on me and you had issues with that, say he wasn't your brother, of course, um, and you asked me to stop hanging out with him, I I would want you to explain to me why. Why do you want me to hang out with this? And you... Mm -hmm as the spouse need to have that reason. Okay. Why do you want me to stop hanging out with him? Why do you want me to minimize my exposure to him? Um, and then have that conversation. Uh, it's going to be emotional and it's, it's going to be, um, issues, right? Like I disagree with anybody who wholeheartedly says, you know, I don't want to, I don't want you to spend time with your friends anymore. It needs to be all about me. You know, it needs to be all about whatever it is I'm doing. Like that is the wrong answer altogether. And that doesn't stop with family. Right. But it's a harder pill to swallow with a family member than it is a friend. Um, I firmly believe that blood isn't necessarily thicker than water. And that's actually a misquote um, from where it's actually quoted from. Uh, What it actually says is the blood of the pact is stronger than the water of the womb is what the actual quote is. Uh, But most people have abbreviated it and misinterpreted that that abbreviation of the original quote. But, um, and it says exactly what I'm saying is when you make a pact or an oath with somebody, um, that should supersede somebody, even if that person is a family. But if, if they're truly in your corner, if they're truly a friend and truly family members, um, they will understand that conflict of interest in you and, and probably want to support you in it. Um, I don't know. It's a hard one for me to swallow. Like It's not an easy one to do because if my spouse is in the wrong, then uh, I need to talk to my spouse. If my family member's in the wrong, then I need to talk to my family member. And if there isn't a way to bridge that gap... I'm inevitably going to have to make a choice. Um, and for me, that choice is going to go on the type of person I want to surround myself with, right? Um, if I want to surround myself with 
wholesome people who are, you know, striving to be better and, and grow themselves as individuals. And um, therefore, I get to grow with them. And, you know, because you are the sum of the people you spend your time around. Yes. Um, you know, if you've got a toxic family member, sorry, but that's that's cutting ties. That's pretty that's pretty clean cut uh, scenario for me. But for for others, maybe not so much. I just think it's really situationally dependent. Yeah. Um, you're going to have situations where they're more extreme than others. Um, like, for instance, with us, I think the only time uh, I ever felt like I needed to put my foot down where it absolutely had to be me or the other person was just the one time. And it was just the one person. Now, I've had some issues with some members of your family, and you've had issues with some of mine. But it's never a, hey, stop talking to them, don't associate with them kind of a deal. Um, and most of those were actually very mutual for the both of us. Um, I don't know, like when it came to my brother and his wife, um, he had some moments where he actually didn't always defend his wife to the family um, if he thought she was genuinely wrong. But I think for me... The timing has to be right. So if your spouse is having a conflict of interest with another family member or with multiple family members and you think, honest to goodness, that your spouse is in the wrong, um, I don't feel like that needs to be called out in that particular situation. I feel like you need to divert the situation, divert the conversation, remove your spouse from that situation, remind your family members that they can't talk to your spouse that way but you still behind closed doors need to have that conversation with your spouse. Hey, this wasn't right, this was inappropriate, or this is what you did wrong. But I feel like the initial defend should still kind of be there in a sense. To what, to your spouse, you mean? Yeah. See, and I think that's a hard one for me too, because if um, I don't, I, I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think the We've situations... just never experienced this, so. No. <laughs> not like in the moment. Yeah, not like outright in the moment, but like, for me, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a blanket defense. I don't think there can be a blanket defense. I think ultimately it has to be, um, do who's in the right, who's in the wrong. You know, like if you walked into my dad's house, for example, and you were just acting like a stuck-up bitch, like I'm sorry, I'm not defending you. Like okay, you there's know, circumstances, obviously. That's my point. Is like there's a time and a place and a circumstance, right? Like everything is situational. Um, so I can't make a blanket claim that I'm like, yes, I'm going to support this person over the another okay, person. Fair. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not going to allow somebody else to talk shit. Right. Like if I'm in a room with a bunch of my friends or my family or whatever, and they start talking shit about you, I'll be like, Hey, yeah, fuck off. Like not, yeah. no, absolutely not. Not, not, not no, but hell motherfucking no, not in front of me. Right. You know, you shouldn't be doing it anyway, but definitely not in front of me because I've made an oath to keep you in my life, to make you my wife, like I'm going to defend you against other people. Now, I may bring those concerns up to you and you're going to get all upset and you're like, there, <laughs> motherfuckers talking shit like, behind my fuck? back and shit. Like, you want to go, bro? Right? Like, on the same um, token, though, I would expect my friends to, I shouldn't have to catch them talking shit. I would expect friends that are close to me, if they have concerns with my spouse, to come to me with that, though. Yeah, you but know? we've had issues with like family members in the past who um, are, are not fans of you who will talk shit about you behind their back behind your back but yeah. never say it to your face right true um and Apparently mostly I'm scary she can be a bit intimidating <laughs> she's got a big personality um but uh yeah i think I mean, we've run into that in the past and most of the time i'm like no absolutely not like you, you know 
Like, hey, cut it the fuck out. Fuck off, right? Right. Um, and usually I'll squash it right then and there and be like, no, that's not okay. If you've got issues, you need to go fucking say something. But it's also like that is a symptom of childish behavior and immature behavior, right? Absolutely. And that's a conversation that can be had on is later on is like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I think the more applicable example to um, the general population, right, is, and you hear about it a lot, um, guys getting in a relationship and now they're girlfriend significant other doesn't want them to spend time with their friends anymore so their yeah, friends ends up talking no shit about the female right yeah um or i mean vice versa i'm sure it happens on the other side of the fence too um i i know what happens on the male side of the fence when the female has male friends um yeah because it's something about the male psychology right like the male psychology we're not just friends with females for the sake of being friends with females no. like there's an end goal there and it's usually a singular end goal, right? Like we yep. don't typically have female friends just for the sake of having female friends. If you have male friends as a girl, at some point in time, every single one of those male friends thought you were attractive and wanted to date you at one point. Yeah, look, I have female, I have female friends, but they're they're usually because like I've worked with them in the past mm -hmm. or something like that, or they're just not into guys, um, which was kind of one of the things that started our friendship, right? right. Um, like. Veronica, for example, <laughs> right. right? Like she's not into dudes, and we have that in common because I'm not into dudes either. Um, Liar. So I. Uh, you and Ace have a thing. Yeah. So we became <laughs> we became friends. Um, you know, that's just a singular aspect of our friendship. But yeah, you know, it, I don't have that many female friends because I know that that precedent is set there, right? And when you have a female with a lot of male friends who is also in a relationship rumors start shit starts right right which i'm used to because i actually have a lot of male friends i don't tend to get along with females very well but you went into that knowing that most of my friends were guys and actually you know most of my guy friends yeah, well i've so. vetted a lot of them too yeah. they are very well aware of the fact that i will kill them all oh yeah because <laughs> um, i'm a very territorial man and i make no bones about it um no. it's my woman i claimed her she's mine I licked, I licked it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but when you go into that, like you run into that circle, I think that circle a lot, a lot when you're walking with, uh, when you're working with, you know, females saying you can't hang out with your guy friends anymore. And from my perspective, and I don't know how true this is, but from my perspective, I see that a lot as like, that's an attention thing. Oh yeah. Right? The girl wants to be the sole, the center, center of, of the world, right? Because that she's watched hundreds of different rom-coms and fucking Disney stories. And she believes that the world is some fucking fairy tale where it's not. And so she's like, I'm with a guy now. I should be the most important thing to him because Ryan Reynolds did it in this one movie and it's amazing. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is amazing and I will not tolerate anybody who says otherwise. But that aside, um, you know, she has a false precedent in life and how it really works. And in reality... Uh, girls need girlfriends and guys yes. need guy friends and they need to go spend time with their guy friends and girls need to go spend time with their girlfriends. Uh, it's good for our psychology. It's good for our internal clock and our well-being to spend time with like, you know. Um, so when you're in a relationship where one person's saying you can't do that, uh, that's... That the question of why, though. Yeah, that one, that's a red flag. Yeah. And, and two... Um, you know, you should you should inquire as to why, right? Like, why don't you want me hanging out with my guy friends? And if she doesn't have a good reason, chances are it's because she wants you, her to be the center of your world. Yeah. Now, if she says it's because every time you go out with your guy friends, you go to the club and you're, like, flirting with hoes and drinking and I'm worried about that. Well, 
that, that brings up two things, right? Like you've got some self-worth issues. you got some confidence issues that we may need to work through. And number two is have you given her reason to not trust you when right. you're out with your friends? Do you do stupid things like spend thousands of dollars on a poker tournament? Eh, I probably yeah, wouldn't yeah, let but... you go out either, let's be honest, right? <laughs> so the trust needs to be there. The communication needs to be there. Yes. Um, like everything that we say, it's open and honest, honest communication, communication, right? Yep. Um, but they're red flags. And if it's a control thing right off the bat, that's a red flag. Maybe we should talk about it. Um, but I think that's a... It's a hard one to go through because there's a lot of emotions that go with it. There's a lot of expectations that go with it, especially when you're dealing with like trying to defend yourself against family or defending your spouse against family. It, it almost feels like you have to like make a choice, you know, uh, and that's very difficult to do, uh, especially when you're in a newer relationship and emotions are running high and you got lust and endorphins and all the other stuff that goes along with, you know, being newly in love. And I say in love because... Um, uh, you can't see me on the podcast, but I'm doing the stupid air quotes thing. But uh, because if you're not watching live, you should come watch it live. Anyway, um, so for the, you know, the life, the, the love, it's not really love, right? Um, it's almost impossible to truly understand the meaning of the word love as it was originally written and intended because true love is slow. True love is a slow burn. It's not a gasoline fire. It's a wooden fire that you've taken time to to tend to and treat. And I use fire a lot in the analogies with love you and do. romance, but it works, right? It, it does. You add uh, tinder to it over time. Yeah. <laughs> not that tinder. Huh? Not that tinder. <laughs> not swiping right on this one. No. Um, you, you, it does. It takes cultivation and it takes work to get, uh, you know, what I consider true love. A true love for me, the depiction of true love for me, and I think if you look back at the historical definition of it, true love is the people who are 60, 70, 80 years old sitting on the front porch rocking. That's true love. They've been through it, right? They've seen some shit. They've done through some shit and they've, they've worked through stuff to get to a point where each other is the constant, not the work, right? Um... Whereas if you look at, um, you know, what most people consider love, it's, uh, it's the slow burn. It, they think of it's the hot and the fire and the, you know, it's the intensity. Um, that's not sustainable in the long term. So when you're talking about a position of love and that's what you're, you're aiming for, um, you have to navigate those weird emotional valleys and and stuff um to be able to get something that is going to be able to sustain itself over the long term um i don't know i mean i know you haven't necessarily run into it on your side of the family in regards to me um because your family right, no, almost my family loves you. universally loves me which i don't know why because yeah. i am a glorious asshole um, <laughs> but they've loved you since before we started dating so it's because i'm the most mature of your brother's friends I um know. <laughs> But also, I mean, I, I don't really beat around the bush either. Like, if I don't like something, yeah. I'm going to tell you I don't like it. And... See, and that's that's where it, it catches us. That's where the catch-22 is, right? Or the, if, if that's even the phrase. Um, I'm talking over myself because now I'm thinking fast. Because you can get away with that, and I can't. So you speak it how it is. You speak your truth, and you don't hold anything back. And you're praised for that, and people respect you for that. But when I do the same thing, I'm a bitch. <laughs> I think there's something to that though that's more in depth. Yes and no. Like 
there there is something to it, and that you do have the expectation of um, girls versus boys and and all that jazz. But like, the interactions are supposed to be different between men and women, yeah. ultimately, right? Like, women have to negotiate the intricacies of social interactions and all that other shit, right? Like, that. guys don't like most most men call it like we see it. And we should call it like we see it. It's we're expected to. And there's a um, there's a couple of social psychologists who talk about it in the, in the study through anthropology and evolution and state along you know, along the lines that men have more or less been conditioned to not deal with the intricacies of socials because as we're as our brains are wired, like we don't have time. Right? If I'm out on a hunt or I'm out doing whatever, like on a construction site. I don't have time to deal with pleasantries and social cues. Like, uh, no, no, uh, shoot that fucking thing. You know what I mean? And we're done. Like, that's the end of the conversation. It's why men and women should never hunt together. No. Uh, Ryan Maker actually talks about this. No. Because he took his wife hunting and she just wanted to, like, sit in the deer stand and talk. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Like, we're here to hunt. And she's like, yeah, I know, but we're sitting here. It should be nice. Do you want some cocoa? Let's have a good time. And he's like, fuck off. Like... <laughs> The animals aren't going to come here while you're talking. Shut your mouth. Just sit. Be quiet. And she gets all antsy and freaks out. And he's like, all right, go home. Go away. Right? It's just the things that, you know, uh, there's, we just, we're not wired for that. We're not yeah. really wired to sit down and talk See, and, and that pleasantries was my point, and social navigation people shit. Don't, people expect that of you. They don't expect that of Oh, the, the bluntness? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see that. Yeah. But you also spent a lot of time around guys growing up, right? Like, you've kind of built that, how do I say, that reflex. Yeah. Um, But I will say, when we first got together, you were, like, super hesitant to be judgy of people because you wanted to be nice. I was Ah. trying really hard to be a nice person. Oh, no, I'm a prick. Uh, I will straight up judge people from the moment I see them. Uh, So I'd have thoughts in my head, but I would never say them. Not out loud. But now, because... Because of this asshole, I say them all the time. Oh, yeah. Walmart's one of my favorite places to go. Oh, I'll go and uh, watch people and just judge them all day long. So, so judgy. So judgy. But it's fun for me. right? I'll never say it to their face. <sighs> and it doesn't affect the way that I treat them. But, <laughs> but I'm, eh, sometimes. Anyway. So we got way off topic. That's what we normally do. Yeah. yeah no, chase that's, these, we chase, chase squirrels. squirrels. Yeah, yeah. Chase a lot of squirrels. So... To conclude with the defense of spouses or partners, um, I'm just going to settle on it being a situational thing. I think there are very few times where you would not defend your spouse because you chose this person for life and you're, I mean, in essence, having a family with this person and starting your own, um, they really should be higher on that priority list. But that being said... Um, it better be for a damn good reason, you know? Yeah, and I think that it is it is it is situational, um, but your default response um, should be to defend your spouse. Absolutely. Um, and if it isn't, uh, there's some questions that may need to be done, right? Either, right. either with yourself internally or uh, with your family members, right? Um, I know that there are certain people in my family um who, if they came out and told me, like, straight up that they, they didn't like you or you weren't a good fit for me, I would have some serious questions. Not just for them, but for you, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd want to know what they're seeing that I'm not. Or, right. 
you know, because that's it's kind because of, I highly respect them and their judgment and the type of people that they are. But then there's um, the other members of your family. <laughs> but then there's other members of my family who I wouldn't, right? Like because no. I know them and I know how they are and I know, you know, um, yeah, their thought process. And then there's other people in my family who just like open blanket love everybody and everything is a fucking kumbaya story with unicorn farts and rainbows and shit. But your dad loves me, so we're good. I know, but like that's that's my point. Like if my dad came to me and he was like, eh, we should talk, I'd be like, okay, what are you seeing that I'm not, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas when, if my mom were to come to me and say, I'm not sure about this guy, I'd be, no. I, I don't take their, um, my parents' advice on spouses or men to heart as much as you would take your father's. No. Mine are no. way more critical and way more... Um, yeah, but I don't think judgy is quite the right word. There, is there a step above that? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> All right. All right. So that puts us at about 20 minutes. Do you okay with a short one? I, I'm kind of gassed out on this topic. I don't necessarily have a whole lot more to add unless you've got something specific. Yeah, no, I think that about. really covers it. I just, you know, again, if you don't have an instant reaction of who's right and who's wrong, your defense, your automatic defense should be your spouse. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say automatic, but default. Right. Yeah. But it's going to be situationally based. Super situational. I mean, most things yeah. are situational, though. And it sounds like a cop-out answer, but it really yeah. is true. But you do need to be careful. And yeah. uh, you need to have a good reason to not defend your spouse. Yeah. I mean, you've you've taken the... The leap, right? And you're saying, okay, this is this is my human. I've licked it. It's mine. I'm taking it forever. Right. Uh, this is my toy. Um, well, then you better protect it. You better be willing to protect it because uh, yeah. otherwise somebody's going to come in and take it from you. Um, but also from that, you know, that, that same standpoint is, you know, if, if family members who you trust and, and love are, are bringing up concerns, it might be worth the conversation, right? Even if yeah. it leads to nothing, it might be worth the conversation and it might open up doors to further conversations, maybe things that you've been avoiding or, or haven't necessarily gotten into. Uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, now, if they're straight up talking shit and just being a prick, like that's a different topic. That's a different different situation that then you have to engage that in is, okay, is this person just being an asshole or do they have legitimate concerns um, that we need to talk about? Um, and then, you know, we kind of talked about the whole spout, the whole dating Men versus women type thing, but yep. we do a lot of men versus women stuff on this podcast. We do. You kind of have to, though, I feel. You do. People yeah. have to remember that men and women are very different, and yeah. they're supposed to be different, Absolutely. and that's okay. Yes, they are. All right. Okay, uh, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, if you guys would like, please feel free to follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Wherever the hell you listen to your podcasts, uh, hit us up on Facebook if you have any questions or specific topics you'd like to talk us about. And again, where every Monday we do a lot, we do this podcast live, so you can come join us for questions, and we'd be more than happy to answer them and talk and have a good conversation. Right, thanks for listening, and bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.